0: Now that uh, Alaska is in the news, and it really is in the news, uh, we did a few shows from Alaska a couple of years ago that have gotten all kinds of comments. In fact, people keep writing all the time asking if we will repeat those Alaska shows. This is the old, before the pipeline Alaska, and I was up there. And uh, here are a couple of our great, memorable Alaska shows, memorable to me and I hope to you. Listen uh, carefully to that sound. Just, just turn the gain up on your radio for a minute, and uh, I'll let the sound just roar on, and I want you to turn up the gain. And if you have a good high-fidelity radio, I want you to uh, turn up the treble a little bit, see that you get some kind of balance on it, and then just stand back and listen to this sound roar out of your loudspeaker. Just, just take a good, really a good listen to this. This is something you're not going to hear much these days. In fact, it's probably one of the great, uh, <laughs> one of the great sounds for millions and millions of people who will never hear it. Just listen to this for a minute. standing on the banks of the Mendenhall River. The sound you hear is the sound of the water rushing by over rapids and it's one of the wildest, angriest, most dangerous looking rivers I've ever seen anywhere in the world. And the Mendenhall River is a river that flows out of the Mendenhall Glacier, which is a tremendous glacier up here in Alaska. And by the way, for those of you who I uh, have no idea where the Mendenhall River is or where I am. Uh, right now I'm in Juneau, Alaska. And uh, we arrived in Juneau last night and all last night and all this morning and today I've been uh, just uh, going around this unbelievable uh, place. You know, everything, anything you've ever heard about Alaska... And I've heard a lot, like most Americans, is if anything, a complete understatement. I was not at all prepared for what Alaska really is, and now at last, after years of being a Robert Surface fan, I really, I really understand what he was talking about when he talks about the, the lure of the North. It's this this place really gets under your skin. Ever since I came to uh, Juneau last night, and I uh, after. Working my way up the coast of Alaska, I stopped in several places. Finally arrived up in Juneau, which is a very about halfway up the the uh, western shore of Alaska. If you have a map, you can get it out right now, and you can see right exactly where I am. Uh, Juneau is the capital of Alaska. It's about 13,000 people, and it's right nestled on the sea. And it's uh, one of the most well, it's difficult to even call it a scenic city because it's more than scenery. Uh, it's uh, it's one of the most uh, peculiarly frightening and yet at the same time uh, stunningly beautiful places I've ever seen in the world. Uh, Juno is not the way I thought Juno would be. Somehow, I had an idea that that these cities up here were because I'd, I'd listened to too many people tell me this that they were really just like uh, ordinary American cities set at mountain this time of the year in fact quite a bit of the year uh, bears are a real problem with people who wander off the main streets of Juneau they have a large brown bear population and some grizzlies in this area and at this time of the year when the salmon are spawning and running up these rivers the uh, the bears come out of the out of the interior and feed on the salmon and anytime people get Near these rivers, they're in danger of being mauled by a bear. And in fact, there are two people here in town right now that are in very serious condition from from a problem that came about with a bear last week. So nobody goes into the wilderness here. And I'm I'm right now standing in the wilderness. Incidentally, I'm I'm uh uh I'm right in the middle of a of a of a grove of uh, evergreens right on the shore. There's nobody else around here, and uh, nobody goes into this wilderness here without taking along with him a, a really good piece of firearms to protect himself against animals. Now I'm in the middle of a rainforest about two miles from the Mendenhall River which, uh, we just left. And, uh, there's nothing around me but a few people I'm with and a vast mist that's hanging down over the mountains that ring this... And that, uh, Tremendous explosion you you heard was uh, the sound of uh, two or three people here in the wilderness who have set up targets and they're firing their big game rifles. They're sighting in their uh, telescopic sights because this is the hunting season here. In this area, game is so extremely plentiful that uh, deer in many places are considered a tremendous pest. The uh, deer season is open now. If you've just tuned in and you wonder what the devil you're listening to, uh, I am right now about 10 to 15 miles outside of Juneau, Alaska. I'm speaking quietly because I don't want to disturb the people who are uh, in the woods here about to uh, sight their rifles. And, you know, uh, a man who's firing a big-game rifle is even more touchy about talk than uh, a golfer is. And they're picking up their targets. I'm uh, about to... Uh, we're about to take off to uh, go to another spot outside of uh, Juno here. The rain has dropped off a bit. And uh, in just a few moments when uh, we get back into our rover, we're using a land rover out here in the, in the woods, we're going to drive up uh, to a to waterfall, which they tell me is one of the great waterfalls of the world, or at least one of the wildest ones. That's the sound of a big game rifle being fired right here in the heart of Alaska. Uh, They've begun firing again. And there's uh, two or three men uh, now about Just about to fire. They're calling their targets now, which are set maybe 150, 200 yards away at different uh, distances. Hello. Uh, You can also hear our camera crew in the background getting their equipment ready to uh, record this scene on videotape. is if you've ever wondered what uh, the wilderness sounds like, you're hearing a little bit of it right now. Uh, the next time I come back, uh, which should be just in a second or two, because uh, what I'm doing is, is uh, going all over this area and uh, doing brief segments of uh, brief impressions of things that I see and hear uh, in Juneau. Uh, the men are now walking down to check their targets and uh, for those of you who think of uh, guns as uh, essentially a, a useless thing up here in Alaska, whether people like it or not, a gun is as much a part of their lives as, uh, say, back home in town, a, a beer can opener. And it's an extremely... Uh, <laughs> and I I, uh, I personally uh, have always been anti-gun and am... But uh, up here, uh, it's impossible to say that because a gun is a very necessary thing for many of the people who live in uh, this area, and uh, not only just to hunt and provide uh, the uh, meat for the table. And by the way, that's a whole subject. uh, The cost of living up here is fantastic compared to down in the States. Uh, Meat, uh, dairy products, produce, anything like that is tremendously expensive. So up here, uh, the... uh, The fact that a man can go out and uh, bag a deer or two in the year and put it away in the freezer is a definite economic necessity for many of the people living up here. The uh, time is now uh, one and a half minutes, or about, uh, yes, about one and a half minutes till three o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, I'm a little out of breath because uh, (laughs) I just uh, came up this long, steep hill right here in the middle of town in uh, Juneau. And the reason that uh, the time is important is because in about a minute, almost exactly a minute, you'll hear uh, one of the most uh, characteristic sounds of Juneau. Saturday afternoon here, and uh, I'm standing right on the edge of the main street here in town, back of the Baranoff Hotel, which is a hotel named after one of the early Russians that was here back in the days when Alaska was a Russia Russian territory. You can probably hear the sound of a seaplane flying overhead. I'll hold the microphone up so you can hear it. This is a very typical Juno sound. goes, it's a uh, Cessna 180 with floats, and uh, everywhere here in Alaska, float planes are as, as, uh, well, they're just about like sparrows in Central Park, there are thousands of them. Well, we have just about ten seconds before the sound begins, the uh, sound that I was uh, telling you about. That is a typical sound of this town. That's a truck going by. Actually, a Volkswagen. That's not the sound that you're about to hear. Harry's climbing up a hill with it. Cars really take a beating here in this town. And, in fact, one of the big problems, it's hard to believe when you first come into town... Well, one of the absolute big problems here is the uh, problem of parking. We're very, very tough on parking. In fact, everybody here in town rents a space on the street. And anybody who's got a parking place is doggone lucky here in Juneau. It's not that there are that many cars. It's that the streets all run up and down, straight up in the air. And uh, the actual amount of space that's available for parking is is, uh, very small compared to the number of cars that are looking for it. It's uh, raining very slightly, as it often does here at Juneau. There it goes. exactly three o'clock. Every day at this time here in Juneau, that uh, sound rings out over the town. It's the sound of the Carolines. This is the way it sounds at 3 o'clock every afternoon in Juneau, Alaska. Uh, these uh, Carolines are, this uh, set of Carolines is up on the uh, mountain that, one of the mountains that rises sheer, straight up in the air, just off the main street of town. And you could hear the sound of those kids hollering in the background. they are uh, little Indian kids playing on the street right next to me here. a family pickup truck roaring by <laughs> the pickup truck is uh, probably the most it's the typical family car here in Alaska this is this is really a unbelievable sight, this town. You can't believe it at first. And right now I'm standing here on the corner of 2nd Street and Gold Street. All the streets and uh, side streets in town are named after typical Alaskan things like Glacier Street, uh, Bonanza Street, uh, streets like uh, Frontier Avenue. And above me, the clouds are clinging to the sides of the sheer cliffs of the mountains and it, you can see a waterfall coming down off in of the distance, uh, a sheer drop of about three or four hundred feet. way Juno sounds on a quiet Saturday afternoon at three o'clock with uh, all the shoppers in from the outlying districts in here buying their provisions for the week to come a slight very pleasant rain falling it's a strange gray misty almost a fairyland kind of day these clouds have a curious fairyland quality about them as they hang over the town You can almost reach up and touch them. This is really a poetic country up here. It's funny, all the things I'd heard about Alaska, I wasn't prepared for the curious, sentimental, kind of soft, poetic air that hangs over everything up here. to turn up your radio again. The sound you're hearing is a sound that not many people have heard, Uh, statistically speaking anyway. This is the sound of a waterfall, a tremendous, angry, uh, enormously powerful waterfall called the Ebner Falls, E-B-E-N-E-R, Ebner Falls, which comes pouring down out of Pacific Coast Range, out of the mountains that uh, loom over Juneau. Uh, this uh, waterfall, well, we've, we've just uh, hiked up a trail called Perseverance Trail, which is a long, winding trail that winds up the mountain. It goes up about 3,000 feet and something like a mile and a half, so you can figure out what kind of a hike it was. And, and uh, the site that we got up here when we got up to the top was not only worth the hike, but worth 50 hikes like it. I'll let you hear the sound of these fantastic falls. I'm standing over them right now, about 10 feet from these rushing waters. The sun has just come out, and uh, the camera crew is flipping because uh, all day the the uh, weather has been gray and overcast as it often is here in Juneau. And just this instant as we set up our color tape camera overlooking the falls, just just this instant, the sun came out, and the mist from the falls is hanging over us now. It's a beautiful sight, it's like some kind of a an unbelievable rainbow. This uh, this this country here is. I've traveled all over the world, and this country, uh, Alaska, absolutely has to be. Well, I've, I've said it about other places, but I, I have to resend everything I've ever said because this country has to be some of the absolutely most beautiful country in the world anywhere. There's a, there's a wild, uh, almost a violent quality about it that, uh, that just doesn't stop, and it's so exciting. That's the one thing uh, that, that hits everybody, certainly hit me and the camera crew that came up with me. Uh, these are blasé, hard-bitten TV Tape video men who've seen everything, and suddenly, when, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, <laughs> very good. Oh boy, I'll hold this just in time for the bear to come up. Huh? They love this. <laughs> thank you, Danny. Uh, the guy just handed me a, a, a sprig of wild blueberries, which grow up here on the tops of these mountains. And uh, that makes this country very dangerous for bears right around this area. They said that you shouldn't show up here if you don't have firearms. This is nothing like uh, the kind of sight that you're used to when you, when you think of, of uh, classical, classical waterfalls of the, uh, of the uh, Niagara Falls variety. This is a wild, remote, cascading stream. It's, uh, it's not more than about, I would say, roughly... 40 feet across something like that the water is an icy blue and I, I picked the word ice because it is very apt here because this water is water that comes from the, the uh, melting snows atop these mountains and it's, it's literally melted ice water it's terribly cold and uh, just above freezing and it's plunging down over these rocks uh, there'd be no conceivable way a human being could get on this uh, series of falls uh, one of the guides told me that last year uh, two people were trying to photograph the falls right at this point and one began to slip and the other tried to uh, tried to reach out and grab them and the next thing you know both of them went in and they dropped something like a thousand feet down over these uh, cascading falls uh, over the rocks and down through the gorge before before uh, their bodies came to rest in a pool and uh... it was all over in seconds for them. this is a very dangerous country that's that's one of the things i think that uh... hits you uh, people uh, people like uh, myself and most of us who are used to urban life just aren't prepared for the kind of uh... exotic natural danger that is always present up here in alaska i've read so much about alaska's uh, boom as far as uh, its uh, industries and so forth are concerned. That's all true. But Alaska seems to be, a, that is the civilization of Alaska, seems to be a very thin veneer that just runs along the coast and is very spotty. And inland, there are vast areas of this, this uh, enormous country where very few people of any color have ever set foot. And this, this part of the country right here, this uh, Juneau area, is 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 just uh, almost an uh, there's no way in words to express it thing. I've always wanted to come to Alaska. I think almost every every man who's ever read Jack London or who's ever run into into Robert Service has uh, felt the that little sneaking desire to come up here. And it's it's a common, kind of a culmination with me of a lifelong dream to be up here. Uh, the nightlife in Juneau is just just uh just fantastic I mean uh if you if you come to Juneau if you if you decide to ever come up here write down the Red Dog Saloon just just write that name down because uh, uh Ty Tyson and the crowd at the Red Dog Saloon uh, you understand why uh why people come up here and never come back it's uh there's an atmosphere of this is a place where one, one of the guys said last night at the bar he says well you see what Alaska is he says it's a place where women are women and men are after them. And <laughs> there's a lot of truth to this. This, uh, this, is a, this is a country for a man up here. Uh, if you love uh, flying, if you love uh, the land, if you, if you like to look at a sky and you like to breathe air, and you like to uh, stand next to water that is the color of the most magnificent uh, sapphire, Dad, you've got to come to Alaska. You just have to do it before you die. You know the old slogan, see Naples and die. Well, I saw Naples, and all I thought was at the time was, so what? But this is all the world's got to offer. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's turn the other switch, see what happens on the other side. But uh, this uh, this, this country, you, you can honestly really say that. Uh, there was a, a group of Japanese tourists we ran into here about an hour ago who were struggling up to the face of the Mendenhall Glacier, and they had looks on their faces like... Uh, they were seeing something that they had only hoped to see in a fine Japanese painting and never see in life. But here it is. I love to listen to the sound of this water. So if you'll uh, turn your turn your gain up a little bit, I'd just like to let this sound roar out at you. If you have just tuned in and don't know what you're listening to, this is Gene Shepherd up in Juneau, Alaska. And I'm carrying a tape recorder around, and I'm just recording impressions as I see them. I'm not attempting to make any... Continuity of the show, nor am I attempting to do a documentary on Juno. I'm just giving you my impressions of this uh, fantastic land. Uh, I just want to give you an idea what the what the natural sounds of, of this land are like. So, if you've just tuned in, I'll explain. I'm standing right on a on a on a rock overlooking a swirling cascade, roaring, torrential gorge of the Eboner Falls, which is pouring down. Some 4,000 feet down towards the sea in Juneau. The uh, time right now, uh, Alaskan time, is about 6.15 p.m. The uh, sun has just come out for the first time today, and it's just a magnificent day here. I, I just can't tell you what a magnificent day. The temperature now stands at about 55 degrees. It's a crisp air. And all around me is this, this, this uh, rising rain Well, this is uh, Big Daddy here. This is the old sourdough. Speaking of the word sourdough, last night an old a miner, I met a miner in the bar there, and he said, you know how, why they call it sourdough? And I said, no, why do they call it sourdough? He said, well, they call us sourdough because we're sour on Alaska, and we ain't got the dough to leave it. That's why they call us sourdough. So that's it, friends. This is the old sourdough signing off from Ebner Falls. In a couple of seconds, I'm going to take my surfboard down and just see how far Big Daddy can go. Here we go!